You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovin, and this is our weekly look at the Minnesota Twins with Rhett Bollinger. Rhett, uh, Byron Buxton came back to the big league ball club recently and really looked like a different player uh, from, from what we saw earlier in the season. Uh, as of as of this recording, he's got a hit in all six games since rejoining the club. He's batting 435 with a double and two triples, and he went three for four with an RBI triple in that uh, loss to the Rays on Sunday. But what, what are you seeing from Buxton, and what is he saying about his resurgence here? Well, he definitely looks a lot more comfortable in that first round, obviously. Early in the year, he really struggled. You know, went down to AAA, kind of got his swing back, back there. Um, the big thing, I think, is he's kind of changed the mechanics a little bit. He changed earlier in the year. He was kind of doing a toe tap at the plate, and now he's doing more of a kind of pronounced kind of leg kick, allowing him to kind of drive the ball a little bit more. Um, but really more than anything, I think it's a little bit of a confidence level thing, where his confidence is definitely higher after some success there at AAA. Um, just looks more comfortable at the plate. Um, as you said, he had a big game there going, you know, three for four. Showed some good signs with the triple off the wall, which is the right field, so he's driving the ball the other way. He dropped down a, you know, a bunt for a hit in that game as well. Um, and he also got a hit there with two strikes on an 0-2 count. Just kind of was able to lift the ball into shallow right field for a blue pit, but still a good sign to be able to kind of, you know, fight off an 0-2 pitch like that because in the past, you know, anytime he was down 0-2, he was pretty much um, done for with a strikeout. So he still has some strikeouts here and there so far in this, you know, kind of second go-around. Um, and no walks, which is a little bit concerning, but more than anything, I think just the contact level is way up. He's showing that he can bunt and showing off that speed. I think his triple uh, he hit a couple of days ago, you know, was the second fastest, uh, you know, home to third, uh, you know, in terms of the speed that he showed, um, yeah, I, think he, I think he ran 21 miles per hour. So the speed is definitely there. It's just a matter of putting the ball in play, and so far he's definitely been able to do that. Yeah, it just seems like so much of this, this club moving forward this season, and obviously their, their place in the standings being what it is, it, it seems like there's so much tied to, all right, let's at least get some major development out of Byron Buxton. Am I wrong? Exactly. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, the way the season's going right now, not just Buxton, but maybe see what they have in Max Kepler right now. He's playing a lot in right field. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of these young guys, I'm sure Barrios could be up again at some point. He's coming off a pretty good start here. Um, so, yeah, I think once the season goes along, I think we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to start seeing a lot of these young guys get more playing time just because at this point, as you said, it is a little bit of a lost season in terms of the fact they're not going to, you know, come back from this deficit to make the postseason, but they can still develop guys and know that next year obviously can be a lot better than this year. You mentioned Kepler coming up and, and basically chosen over Eddie Rosario who had recently gone down. What was the thought process when they uh, kind of prep out those two guys? Well, Rosario, to his credit, is playing the bat a lot better at AAA, but I think the big problem there, too, is he's kind of like with Buxton in terms of just not drawing walks. At least with Buxton, Buxton has shown a history of drawing walks. So that's why it's not as much of a concern. But with Rosario, his biggest issue is he's such a free swinger. He's not really you know getting on base much, even when he's having success. Um, and so far... I don't believe Rosario has drawn a walk, at least not at the time when they decided to call up Kepler, whereas Kepler was having better plate appearances. Um, and, you know, they're probably a little bit of a wash defensively, uh, both good defenders. Um, so, yeah, I think they weighed both guys. I think they figured that Kepler was having better at-bats. I think part of it, too, is that, you know, Rosario was just sent down. I think they want a little bit more time from him to kind of continue to develop as well. Um, so it made some sense. I think they want to kind of finally give Kepler a chance because, you know, last year Kepler came up in September, barely played. It was up early in April this year when Danny Santana won the DL. He barely played. So I think they finally kind of want to see what they have in Kepler and actually give him some extended playing time up here. Um, and we'll kind of see how he does. Well, of course, Kepler came up uh, because Miguel Sano went on the DL with a hamstring strain. 
Um, but, but looking at it, Rhett, it, you know, from what they're talking about as far as Sano's timetable, it looked like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, luckily it was, you know, they had an MRI because it was, you know, it was a, a full strain in the sense that it wasn't just a little, you know, minor strain and that, you know, there was some, uh, you know, when you strain your muscle sometimes, it, it can bleed a little bit, which kind of gives you a, a bruise, bruise look on your leg almost. So it wasn't enough of a, of a strain to have that happen, but uh, having talked to the medical staff and having talked to uh, Terry Ryan, it's on the mild side of moderate, if that makes sense. Um, so it's a moderate strain, but on the mild side of that, so it wasn't too bad. But it's still enough. They're going to be cautious, and, and it's definitely going to keep them out for longer than the, you know, the 15 days. Um, I think Twins are hoping, you know, three weeks is, is optimistic. Potentially, though, it could be a month. So I mean, it could be a little bit of a significant uh, time missed here. I think part of it too is such a big guy. They don't know exactly how he's going to react with all this in terms of you know how much time he's going to need, and and they don't want him to re-injure it because that's the biggest thing with hamstrings. Sometimes they're so fickle. You know, you can re-injure it if you come back too quickly, and you think you're ready, and then you get into a game and and test it, and next thing you know, you, you pull it again. So uh, they're going to be smart about it. Uh, Danny Santana's going to be out with the same injury. Luckily, Danny's is much more mild uh, at the point where he could probably come back within the two weeks. But it wasn't bad news on Sano, uh, but at the same time, it was a, at least a moderate strain. So he's going to be out for uh, a little while and longer than that two weeks. Elsewhere on the injury front, what's the latest on Glenn Perkins getting back to the ball club? He's making good progress. Yeah, I think he threw his first bullpen there. On Friday, throwing another one uh, on Tuesday, and then throwing another one, I believe, on Friday. Um, so it's kind of on a schedule here where I think once he throws his third one on Friday, which could even maybe be against hitters, but I, I think I'm pretty much doubting that from what I'm hearing. Sounds like he's more likely just to start kind of working his slider that day. But once he gets that done, he said he's ready, and I think the team agrees that he'll go out and rehab assignment after that third bullpen. So he could be pitching in a rehab assignment as, as quickly as maybe even this weekend, um, which is his hope. Um, so we'll kind of see how that goes. He probably only needs maybe maybe only even four or five appearances in rehab. I mean, if maybe this makes one, gets a day off, makes another. Maybe he gets a day off, and if he throws back-to-back or something like that, he could probably be ready to come back. So um, he's got to figure maybe he's about, you know, from his throwing program, maybe about two weeks away from when he started it. So maybe even still around around two weeks. So he's, he's on the comeback trail, which the Twins definitely need him to kind of get back and get into form because they've had some troubles there. With Kevin Jepsen, his ERA, I think, is below, above six now after another tough outing there against uh, the Rays. Uh, one last thing, Rhett, uh, the draft coming up uh, starts Thursday night. And, of course, the Twins had their first winning record since 2011, so they'll be, uh, they won't be going till middle of the first round. But they do have four picks within the first 74 overall. Uh, they get an extra run because they did not sign uh, Kyle Cody last year with their uh, pick at number 73 overall. So what are they saying about this, this year's draft? Well, I think they're excited about having so many picks. That's the big thing, you know. And they had a, it's a little later in the draft than usual, at least in recent years, uh, because the Twins obviously had struggled so much for four years. They had, you know, a top six pick for four straight seasons. Um, so this is the first time in a while they have to wait till the middle of the first round, but to have, you know, that many picks, I think it's even, what, six picks in the top 100. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of picks for them to be able to kind of replenish uh, that farm system, and which is certainly still one of the better ones in baseball, but to be able to add to that would be, uh, you know, key for them. Uh, it looks like early on they're really looking at high school pitchers. A couple college pitchers are kind of catching their eye, uh, but more than anything, it looks like there's kind of a high school pitcher, uh, kind of something like that, they could add one of those guys. Um, otherwise, I think catching is a need. Terry Ryan said they're more of obviously a team that's going to draft more on, you know, best player available. 
So you got to figure that the best player available, um, you know, right around in that range, whatever, you know, it might be later in the you know, second or third round or even maybe even later. You got to figure they're going to take a catcher because they don't really have any top catching prospects in the lower levels. They've got a couple guys, you know, kind of in the, in the mid to you know, upper levels that they like, none that project to be, you know, really superstars, anything like that. So I got to figure they're going to go with pitching early, and I know they start to kind of uh, target some of these power arms now. It's kind of been a trend of theirs now for the last couple of years. After kind of being famous for being those kind of pitch to contact type pitchers, um, I think we'll see some power arms taken, and I think there's a good chance we'll see a high school arm maybe taken in that first round. Although there is also high school outfielders looking at it as well. So um, fun to monitor. We'll see how it goes, but yeah, definitely a lot of picks early. All right, good stuff as always from Rhett. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.